Come up to me on the mountain. Amen? Amen. Good morning, church. Good morning. To those of you that have taken notice of the beautiful day outside with all the light, I would say bask in that light because on Wednesday we step into the darkness. Now we know something about mountain, we mountain people, don't we? You might think that because we live on this mountain, we are closer to God. Let's take that idea and run with it. I'd like to think that I'm close to God, and when my Baptist friends say, but you're an Episcopalian, but I say, I know Jesus. Because you see, Jesus really is us. I'd like to take this moment, because you know it's dangerous when you give the deacon a microphone in his Black History Month. <laughs> so let's take a journey. I happen to live in a section of town that's called East End. East End underwent urban renewal, but what it did, it underwent transfiguration. In that community, within a three-block area, there are ten churches. Ten. We are that there was, let me say there was ten churches. We lost one in the removal, and we lost one recently under not enough membership. But I want to talk about a special church, the one that I grew up in, the one that I grew out of and joined you here at the cathedral. St. Matthias, if you don't know about St. Matthias, you should, because when you go down Charlotte Street, and Charlotte Street, by the way, used to be called Valley Street, and when you go down Charlotte Street and you, you know, the Taj Mahal that sits over here, the Taj Mahal, where it sits, there were homes. I lived in one. There was something called the Nasty Branch. It was a branch that flowed behind our house. I heard recently someone wrote a book, and the title is Girls on the Nasty Branch? I think that's me. <laughs> I need that book. All right, but we want to talk about the transformation of a community. St. Matthias began as Trinity Chapel. Why am I an, an Episcopalian? Because Episcopalians know Jesus. They recognize God. The congregation at Trinity decided that the freed men needed a church. So Trinity Chapel was built. But what you see now is that glorious church that sits on the top of that hill called St. Matthias started out as a tiny chapel. And the day that the mortgage was given to them, the members of that church had paid for that church when they began to worship there. That's my home, as well as this is my home. How many of you can say that? I was birthed from a church, given to another church, and here I am. But let's just talk about what's happening on this mountain. You see, we know a little bit about mountains. If you go up and down these hills, your figure will be transformed. <laughs> That's the good thing of living here. So we know that transformation is happening, and Jesus, the man, 
is standing there with his little cohort. There's Peter, James, and John. Remember them as we walk through these dark periods doing Lent. They were always with them. And you know, the child in me kind of came out as I was preparing for this sermon today, and I had to think, you know, that's a motley crew. And here they go up the mountain again. They've been on mountains because if you look at the scriptures, we're reminded of the mountains. We go to the mountains to pray. Jesus, Moses. And here these three were. And you know, as you go up the mountain, the air gets thinner. Huh. And here are these three. We know that they're notorious. They will go to sleep in a heartbeat. <laughs> And here they are with Jesus. And this is a powerful meeting. Moses, we know that Moses gave us the law. When Moses went on the mountain and came back, he was transformed. And there's Elijah. The last time we saw Elijah, wasn't he called up? And now he's back. And here the three of them are. And the disciples are saying, whoa, we heard about this. The prophets told us about this and here they are Jesus the man what is about to happen his father now I'm sure that Mary told Jesus a lot about his father who his father was and in a community with children I'm sure there were children that were saying who's your daddy where's your father and today Today, his father will speak to him. Not the first time, but today, his father will speak. Now, let me tell you about when you transform something. Living in this community with all of those churches, and the Episcopal Church starts at 11 o'clock. 11 and it's out at 12, not 12.01, 12.02, 12.03, 12 o'clock. You know that you're out of there. And if you know anything about the African-American community and churches, you know at 12 o'clock they're just getting started. <laughs> so we could leave our church and go through the community and go and see what other people were doing and how they were thanking God. There was a special church that from the hill of St. Matthias, you could look down on this 200-square-foot building, no more than that. I'm sure it had a basement because those people ate well. It's set on a corner that is no longer there. It's set on a corner, and around the corner was a house of pleasure. They got them in all communities. That house of pleasure set on the corner, but when that church was rocking on Sunday and you were on your way to that house and maybe you had a little too much to drink when you were there, but when you got to that corner, you straightened up. You didn't go by that church weaving and bobbing. You might have got caught up in the music because the music was grand. They had an outdoor baptismal they had a pool, and there was nothing like when they were doing baptisms. They would be outside and singing, and you would get all caught up in the music right after you left the Episcopal Church. <laughs> 
mind messing with you. I've been here all my life, so I must like it, all right? But the women and the men would be out, and they would be in their white because they were going to be dumped in this pool. The women would have on their white scarves because you're very much aware that any time that you see the priest coming down the hall, you know, throwing water, and I'm moving, don't put water on my hair. <laughs> now, it must take something powerful for a woman to decide that she is going to be dumped and she is going to be baptized. But I can tell you this, when they went under that water and they came out of that water, it was much like when Jesus came up and the dove was ascending down. You could see the joy on their face. You could hear the joy in their voice. You could see the joy on their feet when they would dance and shout. I know something about transformation. I lived in a community where it was transformed. And yet, and yet, it still stands. So on this glorious day, with all of this light, and this is the last day that the deacons can say hallelujah for a while. Remind the deacon next week, because that the last when I dismiss you, please turn around and go, because the next thing out of my mouth probably will be hallelujah. Can't do it. We're going into Lent. Now, let's talk a minute about what is getting ready to happen. Jesus the man, Jesus, us. Jesus is us. His father claims him today to talk about how proud I am that you are my son. You see, he was baptized by water, but he's about to be baptized by fire. It isn't easy being a Christian. It isn't easy claiming that I'm a Christian. But know this, there will be good days and there will be bad days, but that's okay because God, God is looking down on this lofty mountain. Am I lucky to be here? We're all lucky to be here. God has blessed us and put us in almost Eden, and we don't appreciate it. When you climb these mountains, think about going to talk to God. When you climb these peaks, think about what's in your heart. And sometimes you will come from those peaks down to the valley with a new look on your face. Have you ever seen anyone that was saved? Much like seeing a woman that's pregnant. They glow. There is something about them. There's something about their face that even man can't change. And you know, man will try to change anything. See, I can have different colored eyes if I want. I can have a new heart if it's available. I can get new kidneys. Some of you are almost bionic. <laughs> I know, I've seen you go to the airport. These are the best of times and these are the worst of times that we're living in. But we, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we know God. We recognize Jesus. 
So if we'd have been on that mountain and light-headed as some of them were, we would have taken in the ambience of our God. At one point, the angels used to visit us. At one point, they used to come down, human to heaven. But what Jesus did this day, he brought heaven closer to earth. And because of that, we are close to heaven. My brothers and sisters in Christ, don't let anyone tell you that we don't belong together because we know better. I am an Episcopalian, I always say, because it makes my mother happy. You believe in justice. We work for justice. We march for justice. We call out justice. And when Trinity Chapel was built, it said that Episcopalians loved everybody. You know, St. Matthias boasts that it was the first African-American school in the area. I don't know a church that doesn't say that. Every church that I know will claim that they had a school. So I stand before you today, educated in one of those schools, that we know education works. We thank God for that. But I also stand before you today, brothers and sisters in Christ, as I say, when I look out at you, I see the face of God staring back at me in all of its forms. We tend to look at people's faces, don't look at their faces necessarily, because we know it can be transformed. But do look in their hearts. And as God said, you are my son, and today I am proud. Today I say, God looked down at all souls and saw you, and God is proud. Amen? <laughs>